0: صلى الله عليك يا رسول الله صلى الله وسلم عليك يا سيدي ويا مولاي وابن مولاي يا أبا عبد الله يا رحمه الله الواسعه ويا باب نجاة الامه ويا عبره كل مؤمن ومؤمنه ما خاب والله من تمسك بكم وأمنا من لجأ والتجأ إليكم يا ليتنا كنا معكم سادتي فنفوز فوزا عظيما السلام على الحسين وعلى علي ابن الحسين وعلى أولاد الحسين وعلى أولاد وعلى أصحاب الحسين جميعا ورحمة الله وبركاته قال الله تعالى في محكم كتابه الكريم وقوله الحق وهو أصدق الصادقين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رجال صدقوا ما عاهدوا الله عليه فمنهم من قضى نحبه ومنهم من ينتظر so in your gathering with the remembrance of Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. As a gift to the soul of our beloved, our master, the one who quenches the thirst of all the lovers of Hussein al Fadl-Abbas ibn Amir al-Mu'mineen. Recite the second salawat. For Allah to shower onto this gathering with his infinite mercy and compassion to hasten the reappearance of Sayyidina wa Mawlana, Sahib al-Asri wa Zaman, recite the third salawat with the loudest of your voices. On the 25th year after the hijrah, Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib goes into the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa to visit with his brother Aqeel. And in a public setting, he says, ya Aqil, I want you to find me a wife. This is 13 years after the martyrdom of Fatima al-Zahra. Though Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen had remarried, based on the will and the desire of Fatima prior to her departure, 13 years later into a public gathering he comes and he says, Ya Aqeel, I want you to find me a wife. Aqeel was his older brother. He says to him, Oh brother, what qualities should this wife have? He says, Ya Aqeel, I want her to be from the lineage of the bravest of Arabs. He says to him, Ya Amir al muminin Normally, bravery is seeked in men. People want men to be brave. They may seek other qualities in women. Why is it that you want a brave woman? A woman who comes from the lineage of the bravest of Arabs. And Aqil was known for his sharp mind and wit. He wanted everyone to hear the answer of Amir al-Mu'mineen and the Masjid of Rasulullah. And you all know the answer of Imam Ali. He says, so that she gives birth to a son who I will cherish for the day of hardship, for the day of difficulty. Then Aqil introduced him to Fatima al-Kilabiyyah, also known as Um Ummul Baneen. Traditions say that Um Ummul Baneen had many suitors. However, she had seen a dream. And you know, I don't speak of dreams on the member, but some dreams are real. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He descends Wahi, revelation Wahi, to the mother of Musa. And she was not a Ma'soom. Allah says He descends Wahi to the bee. Allah also in the Holy Quran says He descends Wahi onto the disciples of Jesus, the Son of Mary. Allah communicates through dreams that are real to special individuals and special moments. And this moment is extremely crucial. It's going to f- change the fate of humanity. Today, me and you, we think that this is the fate of Hussein. No, 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 no. There's a lot more that's going to happen. There will be a day that this universe will witness that there is no one, no one that will not know Hussein and love Hussein and accept Hussein. And I don't have time to get into this, but it is in ziyara al-jama'a al kabira Hatta la yabqa malikun muqarrab. Wala salihun, wala talihun. There will be every person in humanity, Will bow their heads in front of the name of Hussein. So this is a, an important occasion. She sees a dream that the moon falls in her lap and she holds on to the moon, and it's a full moon. And she asks, they tell her that, a man above other men, a man above all men, will come to propose to you, and you will bear a child that will forever change the course of history. So she was anticipating this day to arrive, and yes, the stars were aligned. It was the right time. It was the right moment. Amir al-Mu'mineen proposed to Fatima al kilabiyyah also known as al Baneen. And she gave birth to four sons. Abel Fadl al-Abbas, who was 35 years old, on the 10th of Muharram. Abdullah, who was 25 Ja'far, who was 21, and Uthman, who was 19 years old. All present on the 10th of Muharram. Amir al muminin on the first night of the wedding, first night of marriage, wants to know if this woman is brave and reckless, or she is brave and wise. Because it is likely that you find individuals who are brave, but they are also reckless. It is very rare to find an individual who is brave, but yet wise. And Amir al-Mu'mineen wants to put this woman in a test. So he says to her, Ya Fatima, ask me for anything, one thing. Ask me. She says to him, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I don't want you to call me Fatima. He says to her, why? She says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I will never be able to fill the shoes of Fatima. I will never be able to be the Fatima for your children, for yourself. Give me a nickname and call me by my nickname. Amir al muminin chooses the nickname Umm al-Baneen for this woman and she makes it clear that, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, I am here to serve the children of Fatima. I am a servant for you and the children of Fatima to zahra And finally, when Abul Fadl Abbas Qamaru Bani Hashim Saqi Atasha Karbala was born, they wrapped the child, and they bring him to his father Amir al Mu'minin. Imam Amir al Mu'minin looks at him, he kisses him, he recites the Adhan and Iqama in his ears. Then he opens the wrapping. Umm al-Baneen, his mother is there. He takes out the hands of this child and he begins to cry and he kisses his hands. So Umm al-Baneen says, Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen, is there something wrong with my son? Are his hands okay? Why are you crying? Allah has just blessed you with this beautiful child. And there and then, Amir al-Mu'mineen tells Umm al-Baneen the secret. What does he tell her? That he was the first man. Listen to this sentence. Listen to this. Think about the sentence from Amir al-Mu'mineen. That he was the first man to initiate a marriage... So that its offsprings would be the servants of Hussein. That he married her so that she can give birth to this boy who will rise on the 10th of Muharram in defense of his brother Hussein. The most beautiful marriage, the most blessed marriage. And I tell you, brothers, for us, the followers of Ahlul Bayt, the lovers of Hussein, those who attribute themselves to Al Hussein ibn Ali, there is nothing more beautiful in our spouse than their devotion to Imam Al Hussein. There is nothing more beautiful than them bearing the love of Imam al Hussein and helping us and our families to continue the service and the love of Imam al Hussein. That is what creates a bond amongst the families of the lovers of Hussein. And he narrates the story of Karbala to Ummul Baneen. Therefore, Umm al-Baneen always knew the role of her son. And she taught him and she taught him well. She says to him, Ya Abbas, they are not your brothers, but they are your masters. And when you call on to Hassan and Hussein, you say to them, Sayyidi wa Mawlai. Historians, they tell us that when they Took this baby for the first time to his sister Zainab. Again, he was wrapped. Abel fadl Abbas. He opened the wraps. And he held on to the hand of Zainab. As if he knows that he is destined to be the caretaker of Zainab. To be the one that looks over Zainab. And Qamaru Bani Hashim grew up and the household of Amir al-Mu'mineen. History writes that when he was 12 years old, Amir al-Mu'mineen was preparing, 12, 13 years old, he was preparing to take his troops to Safin. The battle of Safin. When Umm al-Baneen came to him, she said to him, Ya Amir al muminin Abbas, he's crying. He's saying, my father is not taking me to the battle He's taking the rest of my brothers, Hassan, Hussein, Muhammad ibn al-Hanafiyyah, the rest of them, but he's not taking me. Imam Ali looks at this young man, he says to him, young man, are you ready? You're not afraid of battle? You're 12, 13 years old. He says, no, I am not, I am ready. Amir al muminin says, then let us go, Ya Abbas. He sends him, and there it's a very long story, That Muawiyah had hired a man. This man was a hitman. He did not take sides. You pay him, he comes to a battle with his five sons. And his job is to kill the opponents, assassins. And he had been hired and paid a lot of money so that he kills Ali and his sons. This man on the, in, on the battlefield of Safin comes out and he shouts out, Ya Ali, Ya Ali, man to man, come out and fight me. Come out and fight one of my sons. Imam Ali says, Ya Abul al-Fadl, hide your face. Wrap your face and go to them. He goes. With one strike, he kills the first son. He is the son of Ali. Second strike, third, fourth, one strike, he takes out all his sons. Then Imam Ali comes out and he says, Ya Abbas, reveal your face. As they thought he is Imam Ali himself. and they saw the handsome beautiful face of this young boy, Qamaru Bani Hashem. And they knew who Abbas was. From that day in the battle of Safin, as a teenager, he made sure that they remember who he was. And this young man And the age 35 years old, he goes into the Euphrates thirsty. The historians and all the maqatil, they say 4,000 people were protecting the Euphrates. 4,000. He fights them when he goes into the Euphrates. He wants to drink water. But he does not. He says ya nafs min is thirsty how can you drink This was the adab of Abul Fadl Abbas this was the upbringing of Abul Fadl Abbas And today, brothers and sisters, the entire world is speaking about what defines a high-value man. If you look at social media today, it's all about men having to man up, become real men. What defines a man of honor, a man of success, a man of courage? What defines a high-value man? And I am here to tell you... That no look no further than the personality and the legacy of this Abdul Salih Ibn Amir al Mu'minin, Abul Fadl Abbas. Many of our youth today are infatuated by personalities like Andrew Tate. I don't blame him for saying some of the things that he says because he has not yet been introduced. To the school of Ali ibn Abi Talib. He has yet not been introduced to the character of Abbas. Amaru bani Hashim. But you all have. And today I want to talk about this topic. Which is of extreme importance. Through the examination of the character of Abel Fadl Abbas. And the following four points. Number one. Please pay attention to me. the role of the mother, the role of the mother and the upbringing and the upbringing of her son. You see, brothers and sisters, there is nothing greater than the relationship of a mother with her sons, nothing. Nobody will be able to define how significant that relationship is. Nobody will be able to even tell you what a man feels when he looks at the face of his mother. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your mother is everything to you. Yes, maybe boys sometimes have a hard time explaining that to their mothers, showing that to their mothers. But there is no individual more significant in the life of a man than his mother. And the influence that the mother can have on the personality of her son. And from the story of Abel Faddal Abbas, we find the significant role of his mother in his life. If you're a mother and you're trying to raise... A boy, you don't have to study the life of Abel Fad. look into the life of Abel Fad. But if you're trying to raise a man, a high-value man, a man of honor, a man of courage, a man who's going to leave his footprints on history, then you have to seek lessons from the life of Ummul Baneen and Abel al Abbas. And Ummul Baneen was not there to always spoil her son. Because some of the mothers believe that the best way to show their love for their sons is to spoil them. And like I said, some of us we go spoiled like milk. You must raise a son who's going to rise to the occasion. Who's not going to run away from responsibilities. Who's going to take care of you. When you grow older. Who's going to take care of a family. Who's going to raise children. Today we have many men who are children. Trapped into adult bodies. Little boys. They're not willing to establish a family. They're not willing to take responsibility. They depend on the money that the wife makes. They sleep until 12 noon. They're always trying to seek comfort in life. And the father's role is very difficult, brothers and sisters, because the father wants to see his son to grow up and be responsible. Because the father knows the difficulty of life. He knows what's out there waiting for his son, for his boy. Responsibilities, agony, decision-making... And if he is tough on your son, do not interfere because his father also loves him and cares about him. I know some household with a lot of difficulty today because the mother always tries to bring convenience to the life of her child. No, 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 spoil him more, take care of him more, give him more money, let him buy, let him go, let him do this. And the result of that, we all have seen it. Men who are soft. Men who in the age 35 instead of becoming an Abel Fadl Abbas, he still cannot pay his own bills. Let alone get married and raise a family. In fact, if you care for your child, if you care for your boy, tell him that your father loves you and that is why he's being tough on you. Tell him that you have to experience some toughness in life. Now, in my home, sometimes you have to cook, sometimes you have to vacuum, sometimes you have to clean, sometimes you have to iron, you have to take out the trash, you have to fix your bed. Why? Because when he goes to college, are you going to go with him? When he goes to work, and his boss is mean to him? Are you going to go and pick a fight with his boss? He needs to stand and he needs to defend himself. He needs to make decisions for himself. Don't look at the today and this moment of your son. Think of him 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Built him for that day just like Umm al Baneen did. She built Abbas from day one. It was a gradual process of Umm al Baneen making an Abbas. It doesn't happen overnight. And why is it that Amir al Mu'mineen went and he asked for specifications? I want, um, you could say, I am Ali. I can raise a child. Get me any woman and I'll make Abbas from him. No. He knew the value of the mother and the house. That is number one. Number two. (coughs) Abil Fadl Abbas is known through his bravery. Everybody speaks of Abbas, the brave man. Everybody is infatuated with the bravery of Abbas. But what is Bravery. Do we know what bravery is? Because some of our youth today they confuse what bravery is. They think it's having big biceps, tattoos, and he's at the gym pumping and then he puts the naked pictures, shirtless pictures on Instagram. That's bravery. That's not bravery. And I don't blame you because this is what you see on TV, social media, you'll be influenced. But there is a moment, take a moment and think. A high-value man is not defined by his hair. A high-value man is not defined by shoes, by sneakers. A man should not even have more than... 10, 12 pairs of shoes, and I'm being generous. Some men, 100 pairs, 100 pairs of shoes. What are you, a model? His bling, your bling does not define who you are, does not make you a high-value man. The greatest accomplishment that you as a human soul can have is not driving a fast car. You are bigger than that. You are more than that. You are a human being. Don't turn yourself into a slave to the materialistic world. I'm not against any of those things, by the way. I want our youth and our men to have nice hair, to drive nice cars, to live in nice homes, to have a comfortable life, to dress very presentably, because that is also an issue. But let... Yourself not to be confused that this is who you are and this is what defines you And bravery my brothers is not if I go and I leave a nasty comment in some person's social media And bravery is not when I pick on the nerds in school Bravery is not when I bully other people Bravery is when I stand up for that geek Bravery is when I go tell people you should not have left this comment. Bravery is being responsible and finding ways to help your parents at home. That is bravery. Bravery is for you not to run away from responsibility. But you may get a full sleeve of tattoos, but yet still be a coward. Don't let social media define to you what it means to be a high-value man. Number three, Abbas was a man of humility. Abbas, though he was the son of Amir al muminin though he was very handsome, bani Hashim, he was a man of humility. And you all know what I mean. I'm sure being a handsome, beautiful young man from such a lineage, he had a lot attention from the ladies. But he remained humble. You know, brothers, Allah on the Day of Judgment brings Yusuf, obviously, you know the beauty of Yusuf, He brings Yusuf and he puts him above in front of all men. He says, if Yusuf with this beauty could resist temptation, why couldn't you? On that day, our heads will be down. Abbas, look at his humility. Nobody's watching. Hussein is not there. He does not drink from the water. Today, our youth, where do they find high-value men? And you, know, you all know what I'm talking about. Ads everywhere. Do you want to make $10 million in a month? That's how I did it. And the guy, is he's rented a, an Aston Martin for the day just to make that video for you, and you're falling for it. He's went and he's borrowed a watch. He's renting this watch and he's showing, how do you think I afford this $450,000 watch? I did it through Amazon, but I don't know what. And they boast about their accomplishments. Yes, many people are successful. Many people can afford those things. Many people can have their private jets and $400,000 watches. But arrogance should not come within your character. You have, Allah has blessed you, stay humble. This is what you learned from the camp of Imam Al Hussein. Don't go around boasting about your accomplishments. That is not a high value man. A man needs to be confident, yes. In fact, studies indicate that the first quality that a woman looks into a man is his confidence, but not his arrogance. Don't get those two confused. Confidence makes you attractive, arrogance makes you, what? Ugly. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of this extensively in the Holy Quran. Don't go the path down the path of arrogance. When you sit with your friends, yeah, last night, you know, it was my birthday, I spent about $20,000 and You know, I bought this and I have this and I went on this vacation and I did this. Don't do that. And don't walk with arrogance amongst people. And do not interact with people with arrogance. Last, Abbas was a godly man, a man of God. Abbas, when you greet him and you visit him in Karbala, you say to him, Assalamu alaikum, Yabna Amir al Mu'mineen, Al Mutirulillahi, Walirasulihi, Wal Wal And I want to share a hadith with you. A fascinating hadith. I cannot end the series without sharing this hadith with you. One day, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam stands up and he tells his audience, he tells his crowd, he tells you, he tells the world. Do you want to have wealth without resources? Do you want to have an army without political influence? Do you want to be loved by the people without having to hire poets to sing your praise? Do you want to have influence without having a massive tribe? And he continues. And the answer is yes, of course, we all want this. And Rasulullah says then, exit from the disgrace of the ma'asiyah of Allah and enter into the grace of the obedience of Allah. Allah will make that happen for you. Don't go chasing filth of disgrace, of sin. Dedicate your life, your resources to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He will give you an army, He will give you pride, He will give you resources, He will give you love, He will give you influence. And this was Abel Fadl Abbas. He was just that. He was a man who kept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in mind because he was the son of Amir al-Mu'mineen. And today, brothers and sisters, you are all the graduates of the school of Abel Fadl Abbas. The reason why we gather here tonight is because of the sacrifice of Abbas. Abbas, his story is like a movie. When you sit in the theater and they turn off the lights, it doesn't matter where you're from. You could be Iraqi, you could be Lebanese, you could be Iranian, you could be African, you could be Indian, you could be Pakistani. You will enjoy that movie. You will be inspired by that movie. It doesn't even matter if you're Muslim. The story of Abel Fadl Abbas will move you, will inspire you. And without you, brothers and sisters, dedicating yourselves to Abel Fadl Abbas, gathering in the name of Abel fadl Abbas, being the true servants of Abel Fadl Abbas, this would not have happened. The millions of majalis around the world would not have happened, but we the followers of Ahlul Bayt, Abel Fadl is very special to us. And he is known to be Babul hawaij Armenians and Christians, they do neither to Abul Fadl-Abbas. They go and visit him in Karbala. They march on Arba'een because they have taken their hajat from Allah in the name of Abel Fadl-Abbas. And this is exactly, brothers and sisters, the reason why I want to speak for moments with you tonight about the American Muslim Youth Network, Amin, who's been hosting you for the past seven nights. And you have seen from the moment that you enter the parking lot until this very stage, it has been t- put together by your children, by your loved ones, by the youth of this community. And I have been, and you know I have been to different parts of the world, different majalis. And I cannot say that I have been more proud, more thrilled to see that this has all been put together by the youth who are not there for the sake of fame or popularity or money or for their name to be mentioned or their parents' name to be mentioned, but to serve you with humility, with akhlaq I am proud to say that they have passed their test to be your servants because you are the azadar of Hussein. And they are your children. This is a testimony that you have taught them Akhlaq and morals and ethics. And this is what I want to say to all the people in America, all the organizations in America, to put their trust into the youth so that they can take the leadership. Because this is the only way we will ensure a brighter future for Islam, a brighter future for Shia Islam in this country. We are here to develop men like Al-Harith, Saeed ibn al-Harith, who was Saeed ibn al-Harith, you may ask. Saeed ibn al-Harith was the man who came to Imam al Hussein and he says to him, Ya Aba Abdullah, can I stand in front of you with the arrows when you're praying? Can I stand in front of you so I can defend you? He was a young man. Imam al Hussein says to him, yes, you will be shaheed al Salah. The shaheed of Salah. He stood in front of Imam al Hussein, brothers. Imagine there are arrows coming your way. This is no joke. There are arrows being shot at you, and you put yourself in front of your Imam to defend him from the arrows. Until the salah was over, he looked at Imam al Hussein. He says to him, Ya Aba Abdullah, did I do my part? This is a high value man. And in such places, we create such individuals. And it needs your support. And now it is time that we shed some tears for Abel Fadl. Let us take our hearts, our souls, our minds to Bainul Haramain. Ya Sayyidana wa Maulana All of us together Inna Tawajjahna وَقَدَّمْنَاكَ بَيْنَ يَدَاءِ حَاجَاتِنَا All the lovers of Abel Fadl, Ya I want to hear everyone. Two more nights and we are done with the Ashura. It is time for Azza. Ya wajihan With more passion, I want you to truly descend the glance of Abel Fadr onto this majlis tonight. Because we don't just need your support, we also need the glance of Abel Fadr. We need the glance of his he says, if you read the Masa'ab of my uncle, Abel Fadl, I will be in that majlis. We need the glance of our Imam. We need the glance from their mother, Fatima. Ya Wajeehan Allah You all know this Dhikr, that's the Shia of Hussein They recite, we recite this together also. يا كاشف الكرب عن يا كاشف الكرب عن وجه أخيك الحسين اكشف كربي بحق أخيك يا كاشف الكرب عن وجه أخي Kal Hussein, Kshif Kerbi, Behaki, Akhi, Kal Hussein, Ya Hussein, the Makatil, say that he came to him and he said to him, Yabna ummi. Oh, أبي, oh, my, oh, the son of my, our father, allow me to go and to fight your enemies. So he says to him, Ya Aba al-Fadl, you are here, you are the commander of this army, you are the commander of your brothers. So he says to him, Ya Aba Abdullah, I want you to stand and watch me. Command my brothers now. The brothers, the sons of Umm al-Baneen, he came and he told them, and antum. فحملوا فَحَامُوا عَنْ سَيِّدِكُمْ حَتَّى تَسْتَشْهِدُوا دُونَهِ وَقَدْ نَصَحْتُمْ لِلَّهِ ورسوله He says to his brothers, each one of you, you stand before me and you go and you give your life for Imam Al-Husayn. Once they had done that, he comes and he says to him, Ya أَبَا Abdullah, It is time for me to go. Imam al Hussein says to him, Ya Abbas, but you are the flag bearer. How can I let you go? He says, Ya Abba Abdullah, I cannot bear to hear the cries of the children shouting out, al al Atash.' We are thirsty. الله اكبر امام حسين سستهم يا عباس ان كان ونابود فاطلب لهؤلاء الاطفال شربه من الماء go and bring them water. Abbas took the bucket, he sat on to the back of his horse. He he marched towards the Euphrates, Allahu Akbar. He goes on to the Euphrates and he sees 4,000 men standing in front of the Euphrates. He takes out his sword and he raises his voice with Fadl al Abbas. اني انا العباس اغدو بالثقى ولا اخاف الشر يوم الملتقى i am not afraid of this moment i am not afraid of this death لا <speaking> ارهب <in Hebrew> <laughs> he went inside the water? With his horse he puts his hand he wants to drink the water he remembers the thirst of his brother Ainal <speaking> Munadi <in Hebrew> You all have those lines memorized. The <laughs> How can you drink? Hussein is thirsty. I have disciplined you. Otherwise, he put the water into the bucket. Now he's going back. Imam Hussein is standing in front of that khaymah, the tent of all the children, especially ruqayya And he says to her, Ya ruqayya Ali Akbar will receive, will receive water soon. You will be quenched soon. Your uncle Abel Fadl is coming back. He's marching towards the camp of Imam al Hussein. Omar bin Sa'ad had kept an ambush for Abel Fadl. A man comes and he puts an arrow in the eyes of Abel Fadl. Akbar. Not a normal arrow, an arrow that had three blades. He stands, he no longer could see. Another mal'oon comes and he strikes the right hand of Abel <speaking in> wa <Hebrew> Allah <speaking in foreign language> he takes the bucket in his left hand Another Mal'oon comes And strikes the left of Abbas Another one comes And hits him on the back of his head With an iron pole He falls off from the horse, but he has no hands to protect him. Aywa, Abbasah. Ayna al-Munadi. Brothers, sisters, you are the azadar of Abbas. Raise your voice. Wa, Abbasah. Wa, what does he shout? He says, Ya Hussein, Ya Akhi Adrik For the first time, he says, Oh Hussein, my brother, come to me. <laughs> Imam Al hussain goes to him, but you know what Imam Al hussain was doing when he walked Abbas? <laughs> he had his hand put on his back. <laughs> Saying Abbas my back is broken now. Saying Abbas, there is no one that's going to defend the tents now. Allahu Akbar Faja a ilai il Hosan. Wakala akhi al an in Qasara Wahri. Wakalathi lati wa shamu says to him, my last sentence before I leave you with your azah, huh? he says to him, ya Abal Fadl, allow me to take you back to the tents of the women and children, so that they can see you for the last time, but Abbas is Babul Hawa'ij, he says to him, ya Hussain, I ask you in the name of your grandfather Rasulullah, do not take me back to the tents. Why, Ya Abbas? Because I am Babul Hawa'ij, I cannot go back empty-handed to the children who are still calling out, Al-Atash, Al-Atash, Allahu Akbar. He says to him, Ya Abbas, what is your last will? He says, Ya Hussain, Ya al zaman, I am sorry to say this. I know how much this will break your heart. All oh, the lovers of Hussain, you need to hear this. He says to him, Ya Hussein, when you go back to the tents, I want you to take the pole from my khayma and put it down so that the women know there is no more Abbas. So that the children know there is no more protection. Aywayna al-munadi wa Hussein.